Hey, what's going on? Thank you for tuning into While We Were Working. It's the show that helps you become a better people leader. Why? Because we empower people who want to empower people at work. We've got a great show for you today. We're going to talk about some new changes to fast food worker wages in the state of California and how it might be coming to your area soon. And we're going to talk about what should you think about before it's time to terminate an employee. I'm Joey Price, founder of Jumpstart HR here, and I'm joined as always by my awesome co-host, Summer Kichon, our consulting practice manager. Summer, how's it going? I love your Hi, shirt, Joey. by the way, too. <laughs> yeah, thanks. You know, this is cool uh, Jumpstart shirt. Things are great over here. I, I really can't complain. Uh, you know, it's always um, a wonderful time of year and um, lots of cool stuff happening. So lots to be excited about. Uh, but what's going on over over in your world? Well, you know, we're still in this crazy, uh, the phase of the weather doesn't want to doesn't know what it wants to do. So, you know, it's fall, but it's 80 degrees. So help me make sense of that uh, here on the East Coast where I'm used to being like 60 or 70 by now. Right. Uh, no, we've got a great show. And speaking of things that are changed, um, let's go ahead and jump into while we were working. If you don't mind setting it up and setting up the article, because this is big. This is a really big issue that I feel like okay. we've been bubbling for a while, but we're going to talk about it and okay. help our, our community out with what to do next with the information that we share. So, Summer, let's go ahead and get into while we were working. All right. I'll take it away. And thanks for everybody for joining our show today. The while we were working segment is where Joey and I scour the internet. We read blogs, websites, Uh, magazines, we try to find something super interesting that uh, you need to know more about and that you probably missed because you were so busy working. And the one that we're going to talk about today is actually a huge, absolutely huge change that was just written into law over here in California. And you know what we always say, even if you're not in California, you want to stick around. Why? That's simply because... You know, California is usually one of those first states to put something in the law, and there's states that tend to follow. So this is definitely something you're going to want to stick around for. We're talking about the California increase to minimum wage for fast food workers to $20 an hour, effective April 1st of 2024. Now, that's a huge change, especially considering that the current minimum wage is 1550. So, you know, think about how drastic of an impact that's going to have on their labor line. And we've got a whole lot of other considerations that you're going to want to be thinking about as well. So, Joey, like, can you believe that this is actually going to happen? Never in my wildest dreams did I imagine that I could be a high schooler making $20 an hour at Chipotle. I just never thought that day would come, but it's here for, uh, you know, not only um, the kids in in high school, but quite frankly, anyone who is uh, making their wages in fast food, obviously a lot Mm -hmm. of different people work in uh, in the industry. But to your point, Summer, this has implications beyond 
fast food. So so let let's get into it. I think one thing I I will say. So um, there's no fast food restaurant that can say, "Well, this doesn't apply to me," because the first <laughs> thing that I looked at from the government website was, "Is there a employer size requirement here?" And I didn't <laughs> see one. So if you are a fast food restaurant of one employee, ten employees, ten thousand employees, you just you, you need to walk into April first with a plan of raising wages and how that will spread across your organization. The other thing too that I, I looked at was, well, I just think from a business standpoint, are there going to be restaurants that change their change their service model so that instead of okay. fast food, they are maybe uh, sit down dining. And that's probably a bit more far off, but okay. I'm just always interested in how businesses respond to the law. And um, I'd be interested to see um, <laughs> how it plays out. But what what stood out to you in in the? It's not even an article. It's a uh, it's the the legal press release of the legal website from from California state mm-hmm. government. What stood out to me? Well, I I think it was really just reflecting on what what this can be the beginning of, right? Because I'm thinking about first. Uh, certainly fast food prices are going to have to increase as a result to cover these wages. And I don't know if you ever go to McDonald's, Joey, but it used to be inexpensive. And now it's like, you know, to get a meal is like $13, which like to me, I'm thinking, okay, well, if it, when it used to be like seven, $8, it made a little more sense. But now it's like, I can actually go buy better quality food for the amount of money that they're charging. And now it's going to be even more. So I'm thinking yep. about like, you know, just this, like the sheer effect of what it's going to have for price uh, because somebody's going to have to pay for it. But I'm it also is. thinking about what that's going to do to a certain segment of workers, right? Currently, uh, food service has a very difficult time recruiting. And, you know, I'm thinking about like if I'm, say, a worker who's making minimum wage, fifteen fifty, and I have the opportunity to now make twenty dollars by doing a job that might even be a little bit easier because it's food service. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you're going to see a shift of workers who are motivated by that money, understandably, <laughs> and mm-hmm. so now it's going to make it difficult to fill those other positions that were paying less. So naturally, I'm thinking, okay, well. If you're paying anything under 20 right now, yeah, that, you know, on paper is a more complex job than food service, then reasonably you're going to have to bring those wages up too. And that, that's a bigger problem. Yeah. And if we think about this from a small business lens, right, many small businesses will say it's uh, tough to compete with maybe the Chipotle or the McDonald's or the Wendy's that might be able to uh, absorb the sort of labor expenses more readily. But I, I, I also think, you know, it's going to be tough for all the small business, but it might also <laughs> introduce further and further adoption of technology. I mean, <laughs> when I gave my TEDx talk, I talked about getting off the plane in uh, Seattle, Washington's airport and going to McDonald's and seeing a kiosk. Well, a kiosk is not going to charge you $20 an hour to be plugged in. And so I think something like this, 
will be helpful for the workers who are able to uh, get this employment or retain this employment, which I think will continue to be sort of part-time, less than 20 hours, that sort of thing. But this also might accelerate the role that uh, technology plays in food service and food delivery. And that is a wholly separate conversation. But quite frankly, they, they run hand in hand because, again, business owners and businesses will uh, respond to the law um, based on what uh-huh. opportunities there are. And that might mean, you know, instead of hiring five people on a shift, that could be <laughs> three because you've got three back of house and then two kiosks. Okay. So it's, it's going to be interesting times for sure. It is. And I, I thought you, you, those, you make some really great points. And I, I thought, you know, we should probably also uh, talk a little bit about uh, wage compression as well, Joey, yes. because, you know, I think before you shared that, um, I, I was mentioning a little bit about, you know, anticipating that uh, wages under 20 are likely going to need to come up to 20 for those roles that are kind of readjusted due to this this change. But, you know, if you think about the concept of wage compression, and I think we should explain it, it if you have a receptionist and you're paying them fifteen fifty, but now you're paying them 20 because you don't want them to go to McDonald's, now everybody else that was making between, you know, fifteen fifty and $20 in your organization, you also have an issue for. So you want to talk yeah, about... Uh, how that works a little, Joey. Maybe we could chat about it together. Yep, yep. Um, let's give a, a good example here. Let's say that Sally works at a yoga studio and uh, she works at the front desk. She loves her job because she gets free classes. Uh, she runs the social media from the front desk, but she's getting paid, you know, fifteen bucks an hour. And Sally might say, "Well, you know." I do enjoy the yoga, but I can get it somewhere else. I want the cash. And so I'm going to leave my role as front desk social media receptionist at the yoga studio because I'm going to go to a fast food place. That is one example where it's not necessarily a fast food role uh, that she's leaving from. But she's moving to it. And so the way you counterbalance those forces is you've got to make some adjustments to, to to level the playing field, so to speak, because it's 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 now or it will be unlevel in the future. Yep. And so I anticipate that if you were going to try to keep some of those team members who might leave, that one of the ways that you could do that would be to offer them the equivalent pay, right? So just imagine, Joey, that at that same location, maybe there were uh, individuals with more years of experience or maybe they're like shift supervisors and they were making $18 an hour. Well, now if Sally's making 20, you can't have them making 18. So then there is that essentially a snowball effect, right? That Anybody who's now under that wage that was previously making more than salary needs to be adjusted as well. So that's how this becomes a wage compression issue. And I think these are the things that organizations will want to be thinking about. And so my advice, and this is where Jumpstart comes in, is that 
you know, we should definitely be thinking about how this will extend to other industries and even beyond California. So what you can start thinking about now is ensuring that your compensation strategy is not only solid today, but that you have a great plan for, you know, what if this was you a year from now? And not to overlook also the importance of a total comp strategy. So not just pay, uh, but thinking about benefits um, and any other items of you know, actual or perceived value that you can offer your team that makes them want to work for your organization, even if they could make perhaps the same or a little bit more across the way. Yeah. And, and I mean, this is also another reason to think about your culture too, and Mm -hmm. uh, making sure that you're a place that people want to work, um, because You'll need as many different um, options and strategies, uh, levers to pull as you go into this into this new this new normal with California. Now, yeah. and, and the 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 elephant in the room oh. here, when it comes to raising fast food wages to twenty dollars an hour, is you've never seen the never. government take a step back in uh, wages. It always increases. And so okay. uh, this will be the new normal. And so the outcomes that are that come because of it will be what they are. And so as a business, you have to you have to make this adjustment. Um, let's kind of mm-hmm. I mean, this is also something to pay attention to if you're if you're a part of that whole return to office conversation as well. Right. Because yeah. thinking about uh, just how much more expensive. It will be for employees who are not able to make meals at home uh, <laughs> if they choose to stop into their fast food place of choice. The, yeah. the menu items are going to be that much more expensive. We started this talk, yeah. uh, talking about, I can't remember if it was pre-show or during the show, we're talking about like going to McDonald's and how it's more expensive. Just wait. It's going to be even more expensive, right? If you're doing yeah. a, a meal for $13 now, oh, wow. that $13 meal could easily, <laughs> easily become 15, 17. Yeah. So, so we're in for an interesting time. We're in for an interesting time. Yeah, I think some of my final thoughts on this, Joey, is that I think it's going to be very difficult for fast food restaurants to continue to survive uh, some of these laws that are going into effect that are demanding more of them. You know, if you think back a number of years ago, first there was the Affordable Care Act and the requirement mm-hmm. to provide company-sponsored health care to full-time workers. And that's a huge expense. And then on top of that, you know, now here you have this massive increase in wages. I, I just can't imagine uh, that even with the price increase to cover these additional expenses that all companies are going to make it. And I think it's reasonable to say likely fewer new fast food concepts opening in California. It just doesn't make sense. Yeah. I mean, we we talked about it in this, in this conversation, but like, you know, if I'm working at, I'm working at Ruth Chris, I'm going to, I'm going to Chipotle because if I, 
can work the same number of hours, but make more money, then I'm, I'm making that you, shit. So even okay. if you're in fine dining, this fine presents dining. a challenge because what I what I've yeah. seen is some companies will try in good faith to make sure that they are commensurate with their uh, retail or, or um, fast food peers, but but it's gonna it's gonna be a challenge. You know, one of our values here is be part coach, part cheerleader. And, mm-hmm. you know, this is one of the situations where I feel more yeah. like more coach, less cheerleader. It's like, you know, we got to get a plan, get a plan together, get a plan together that we can feel good about. And then we can be a cheerleader. Yeah. But right now, if you're in California yeah. doing business in any kind of way, you have to pay attention to it. All right. So naturally, we have to pay attention to it. And yeah, it'll be an interesting yeah. time. We have watch about six months to uh to get something in place. So if your business is looking to Oh, did you wanna wanna say something, Summer? No, yeah. I I was so, gonna chat about how we could help companies if they're wondering what to do yeah. with this new news we've shared. Yeah. So yeah, you know, sure, Summer Summer sure. said it, right? This is a new change, but change is not new. And that's something that we help businesses with all the time. And I think one of the best ways that we can partner with you is if you were to get a package of prepaid hours to work with <laughs> us on this topic. Uh you can use that that ten hour block to have conversations about how this will impact your business. You could use it to create a color compensation report for your for your team so they know just how they're compensated. Uh, you could use it for us to uh, write policy. You could use it for us to uh, talk with your team members and get sentiment and do state interviews state. or, uh, you know, uh, culture surveys to see what they enjoy about working in your business. And if they, if a, if a, if a, if a Wendy's opened up across the street, would they go work for the Wendy's, right? <laughs> so there's a lot you can do with uh, our expert team. And so I'll drop the link in the show notes and we'll drop the link in the show notes so that you can um, purchase a block of prepaid time and um, <laughs> get more from your, from your, um, you know, HR spend going into the end of the year. All right. So All right, let's so, uh, pivot let's, a little uh, bit. Pivot. And so we talked about, about and while we were working, uh, we talked about California increasing minimum wage protections for fast food workers, right? going to 20 bucks an hour okay. April 1st. Now let's switch gears and talk about what happens in the trenches. Uh, so we're talking about <laughs> consultant corner. This is where <laughs> we give the good, the bad, the bad, ugly, offerings in between about life in the trenches as an HR consultant. We got <laughs> a question that came in and, uh, or this is more of a reflection. Um, at Jumpstart, Jumpstart, we are frequently the voice of reason and compliance when it comes to termination. Mm-hmm. And so we're, that's probably a show for another time for us to talk about <laughs> some bad ideas people have had with termination that we oh, have yes. saved them from. Mm-hmm. But but before someone gets to the point where they're telling someone you're fired, fired. <laughs> what type what of I, question what, or line of question I, should you think about for? During a termination, and why are these why? questions important? 
So uh, Summer's been gracious enough to come up with a list. And we'll jump into that list. But we've heard about bad fires. Summer, why why do you think people have bad fires? Well, it's definitely something that no matter how experienced a manager or people leader or business owner is, it's always a difficult situation, no matter what. And so for a variety of reasons, these can go sideways really quickly. And working as a consultant, I have found it's generally because there's not uh, there's not a full awareness of all of the compliance concerns, the co- things that you really need to be thinking about because, and I'll kind of back up a little bit, Joey, you know, oftentimes I will hear people leaders say, well, this, it, none of these questions should matter because it's an at-will state. And so, you know, thankfully they've called us and we're having these conversations so that I can explain Whoa. that, yes, like yeah. the, the, at-will employment simply means that you can term somebody for any reason at any time, but it doesn't give you permission to break the law. Right? And And ignorance is no excuse, right? (laughs) It really isn't. You know, it's kind of similar to like, let's say that your taxes get audited and, you know, you, you didn't do something right. Doesn't really matter. You're still on the hook for the outcome. And terminations are exactly the same. So I think they go wrong because there's just not a full understanding of all of the nuances and the considerations that need to be taken into account to ultimately manage the risk of terminating somebody and what type of challenge or problem that could present to your company after the fact. Yeah. And, you know, our great, our, uh, our great nation has federal uh, law, law. Um, but every state but has the state. ability to have their own, their own law. So okay. everything from when should a person get their last paycheck, what counts as discrimination or what doesn't, or what could be perceived as discrimination or what doesn't, what's gross misconduct, what's not. And then quite frankly, there are even states that are more and more employee friendly than employer friendly and so when it comes down to you know talking to an unemployment judge about why you chose to terminate someone and and not give them their benefits you you've got to you've got to know what kind of state you're in so there's a lot to bad hires or sorry bad firing i think it goes back to you can't trust your gut in google uh is is the common thing that we say yeah trust your gut in google when it comes to to uh, HR. Wait, let's go ahead. So go ahead. the first thing first that thing you say that. you should think about if you are terminating someone okay. is, do you have any documentation on this employee? Uh, why is it important why? to keep a paper trail or have a record of an employee's performance or interaction or, you know, justifying a termination? Why is it important to have it written down? Yes. Well, I always ask that question, even if the reason that I'm told the termination, even if I'm told it's not for performance, I ask because I think it's important to look at the big picture when we're making a recommendation as to the the amount of risk. But if this is regarding performance or any other sort of policy violation, having that paper trail that 
your team member has been informed that this is unacceptable behavior in the past and they've still continued to do it gives you a much stronger position uh, to terminate based off of that. Um, and, you know, it shows that you, you have a reason. So I always ask that question. And depending on the circumstances, if it's not so egregious that it warrants an immediate termination for a first offense, I'm usually going to suggest that instead of a termination, that the employee is documented because then if you need to terminate them down the road, you're going to have the documentation that you're, you will want for the file um, for that extra layer of protection. Yeah. I like, I like documenting it for another reason, uh, in addition to what you said, if you have a manager that's involved in this quake, it helps the manager know what the expectations are his or her team. And okay. so to see the documentation from one employee helps the manager be in a position to coach, guide, support others so that they're not of that same predicament. So I like it for every reason you said, and also for you setting a, a, a example, uh, and okay. allowing uh, a manager to take that and run and, uh, and coach up other people. Okay. So, uh, okay. So, okay. so we've got it, we've got, got it, it written down, we've got the documentation. Yeah. Um, okay. next you said, what is the reason you want to term them now? So I'm, yeah, I'm guessing this is. Is this time sensitive? What's the justification yep. for now versus a certain milestone? Uh, walk us through why asking um, about timing is so important. Yeah, I've actually had this come up many times, which is why it seems like a very simple question, but I have found it to be um, really important is because I'm, you know, I'm looking for what, what was the most recent event or what was the event that essentially triggered wanting to take this action? And sometimes when I dig into the details, uh, for example, one that I had recently was like, well, you know, this employee was working unauthorized overtime. We didn't have a chance to coach them on it yet. But, you know, they just filed a workers' comp claim that we're certain is like a total lie. And we're just tired of this and person and we want to let them go. Right. So my yep. question is, okay, well, why, like, if I didn't ask, well, why do you want to term them now? I would have only likely gotten the, well, they're working unauthorized overtime, right? But then knowing that that was a little bit in the past, like, well, why now, right? You get more of those details to have the bigger picture to realize, like, this is a horrible idea. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. Timing yep. is, timing is important. Time is important. Yeah. You know, the legal ramifications that could come from what you describe as a potential scenario where there's a, okay. they filed for, for insurance. There could be even, um, from an optics or public relations standpoint, right? Okay. Um, we were talking today about a scenario where, uh, a group is there, there, the merit of, merit of letting, letting folks go just to rehire you know, that same position. So there's this optics and perception that you would, you would have to navigate within your own team as far as, well, you know, we didn't think he was that bad or we didn't think she was that bad or they weren't that bad, but now they're gone and there's a new person to replace them. Okay. And if I thought they were doing okay 
and they lost yeah. their job. What does that mean for me? Well, like, can I lose yeah. my job? Like, there's been, that piece, the timing piece is so important to think about and okay. and to have a response for definitely. definitely. Yeah, I, I think there's yeah, kind just, of a couple others, but in the interest of time, maybe we can kind of squeeze them together, Joey. Uh, I always ask, yes. well, what have you done in the past? Right. And it is the need to be consistent and treat everybody the same and fairly. So, you know, you sometimes get situations where maybe a manager and one of their teammates, they don't have the best of relations. And this manager is maybe a little more tough on that one individual. Um, So I think ensuring that we're treating everybody the same, if you're willing to let your lowest performing a team member go for an infraction, you have to be prepared to let your highest performing team member go for that same infraction as well. And that's a really good, you know, kind of way to think through it as to whether uh, you're being, you know, you're being fair across the board. Yeah, certainly. Certainly. What else is there to uh, pay attention to? You know, I, I always think about a couple of things, you know, I ask like, you know, has anything else occurred with this team member in the last several months? You know, usually I'm looking for like six months, like something recent, um, really anything at all, because the things that I'm looking for are, did they take a leave of absence? Um, Is there medical accommodations involved? Uh, You know, did they file a worker's comp claim? Things that on the surface, if we terminate them in close proximity to these things happening, we could have to um, respond to a complaint that there was retaliation. Even if there wasn't, there's the risk that um, you're going to have to defend that. And that can be a real challenge and it's expensive, even if it's not true. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, if someone uh, was a whistleblower about something and you, it might look like you're trying to fire them to sleep their concerns under the rug that yeah. that could get you into, into much much bigger <laughs> issue and then i think the last thing was understanding that at will employment means yeah. you can terminate for any reason as long as you aren't okay. breaking the law uh you, you live with that but it's that. just a, a good reminder that yeah. at will does not just mean not- Oh, I'm gonna wake up and terminate somebody today. No, yeah. you've got to uh you you should really have some thought into this. And okay. you know, quite frankly, don't be the only one who goes into this sort of conversation. Uh so okay. if you need our help, pick up the phone, give us a call. We've got a 30 minute expert HR consult, which oddly enough, I've, I've got one of those tomorrow, where there's a business that says, Hey, we've got this really high level decision. We've gathered some, yep. some some clues and facts that. and just need to run this by an HR pro to make sure we're on the right track. And mm-hmm. so we'll have a call and uh, they'll either have a, a blessing of the pathway forward, forward or it's like, hey, forward, we need hey. to maybe pump the brake because your plan might be a quick but not optimal. Yeah. So you can check out our, our website out. for our 30-minute consult. And uh, yeah, save yourself the headache of doing this wrong by chatting with us so you can get it right. So. Awesome. All right, cool. Yeah, <laughs> as always, Summer, oh, a summer. great show. Great show. You know, show. we, it surprises me what we covered and the wide range of topics. Um, yeah. But it's all in the name of helping people get more excited about Monday and they're about Friday and creating 
winning workplaces all across the U.S. So I think we did that today. So uh, high five you. <laughs> high five. Check out our check growing out. catalog of shows. Uh, they all cover different topics within the HR wheelhouse to help you in your business. And until next time, we'll see you later. Thanks, everyone.